Welcome to episode, I think this is 13 of a Positively Charged Wrestling. Uh, your host, Braden, and my buddy, Josh. Okay. And uh, I actually want you to... We might be hopping around this week yet again. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad we, we decided to finally do this podcast because it's fun. I feel like... In 2019, we constantly have news. I know we've mentioned this a few times about the 24-7 news cycle of everything, especially pro wrestling, but I feel like every week we don't have a shortage of stuff to talk about, right? True, true. Um, And we'll go ahead and kick it off with a little bit of uh, AEW news. Uh, Mention what you were just mentioning to me before we started recording here. Oh, well, I just read on Twitter that apparently backstage at All Out, some of the AEW stars were being scanned by General Giant Studios. And what they thought it was going to be for possible upcoming action figures, but apparently that's wrong. But it is going to be for an upcoming video game. This was a... Apparently Meltzer mentioned it and said that it was confirmed by one of the uh, Young Bucks. So that, cool. is, that is some exciting stuff. Um We'll just we'll just keep the AEW stuff going here. I know I'm. I said to you we'd start off with WWE, but you know what? Card subject to just card subject to change. So there we go. Uh, um, let, let's just dive right into this uh, this Chris Jericho fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if, if you've been living under a rock. Uh, Obviously, all out last Saturday, Jericho's the champion. Uh, we, we covered that a little bit. Um, it, he lost the belt. And no, we don't mean anybody beat him for it. He literally lost the belt. At first, it was reported it was stolen. And I, I think you were mentioning to me, and I've, I've read a couple other places that it fell off the back of a limo. He went to a Longhorn Steakhouse. And it's just, it's a ridiculously crazy story that I, I, I'm kind of wondering if it was a work. <laughs> it it almost seems like it would be, but it's kind of, I don't really know where the benefit's coming from it being work. <laughs> you know? It, it's gotten people talking. Like, that's, that's and even Corey Graves, love him to death. He, I think it was on SmackDown. I, it was during one of the 24-7 segments. He, he mentioned uh, promptly going to a chain restaurant in a limo um, <laughs> with the title. So so that was kind of kind of funny. Um, and we've gotten two. I, I meant to send these to you. Uh, we, we, I'm not sure if you've seen them. Two absolutely golden Chris Jericho <laughs> promos from this. One where he's in a hot tub wearing a hat and shades and then the other one after he gets the title back in his possession and I think I've seen the first one I haven't seen the second one yet the second they're both just great and now he has <clears throat> a new catchphrase a little bit of the bubbly <laughs> like the guy can literally get anything over uh, so if there was ever any question on if it was the right decision to put the title on him, I, I think all those questions have been answered. Um, and also, we now have 
A couple of matches confirmed for the pay-per-view November 9th, uh, which is going to be in Baltimore, where Monday Night Raw was this past Monday. So it'll be interesting to see where the uh, the crowd figures stand for that uh, later on. But we've got uh, Omega and Moxley, kind of kind of a redo. But I think the story in that will be pretty darn good. Um, and we have Cody and Jericho. So I want your thoughts on this because even though, <clears throat> you know, it was said early on that, that uh, the win-loss records are going to matter. They're, they're going to carry some weight. You got to figure there's some people out there, you know, well, Cody made a, uh, a promotion up so he could book himself as champion. But I don't know if they're going to hardly go that route. Um, I do think this has potential to be a phenomenal match yeah. from a storytelling point of view because Cody's matches, the Spears match, and obviously the uh, the match with Dustin have been storytelling matches, and I think Jericho can really sink his teeth into that. But, but what's your thoughts on this, this obvious big-time match? Uh, well, um, like you said, some people might be looking at it as – you know, oh well, Cody did it just to get it himself. But, but he, that's going to be his version of Triple H marrying Stephanie. You know, it's anytime he gets near the, the top billing spot, it's oh well, Cody. You know, he's he's the owner or he's the uh, man behind it. But uh, uh, one one thing is you got to look at it this way too. There's the possibility, you know, it's a faint possibility. But since uh, Omega and Ambrose was supposed to happen this this past show, possibly the winner of that may have been the original plan for Jericho with the uh, upcoming show. Since that match didn't get to happen, maybe this is filler to get us to there. That's true, uh, and I think we're actually going to finally get uh, Pac and Hangman Page, judging from what happened after All Out. So that's three big matches. Um, and, and they're going to have the added bonus here of I think about four or five weeks roughly of uh, four, four or five shows on TNT to build this pay-per-view. So I expect October 2nd, them to come out of the gates firing, building to a month out on November 9th. Uh, and kudos yet again. That's the, my favorite thing about AEW thus far. The pay-per-views are on a Saturday. That's, <laughs> that's great. Uh, I guess I've kind of gotten accustomed to the Sunday format. But it is such a welcome treat to have the stuff on Saturday because I don't have to really worry about getting up for work. So cool. Um, speaking of the pay-per-views, have you seen any of the um, the initial buy rates for All Out? I haven't. I haven't. I heard that they did really well. Well, supposedly, and I kind of wanted to, to, to get your thoughts on this because I kind of have... I've really been thinking about this today. So apparently, I think they did around twenty-eight to thirty thousand on pay-per-view, just strictly pay-per-view. I'm guessing uh, Dish, Direct TV, Xfinity, whatever, what cable and satellite subscribers. So that's thirty thousand. And then there's also Fight TV and uh, BR Live which those numbers have not come out yet. Um, so let's just say, let's just say when the final numbers come out, that's 50,000 altogether. 
modest number. Nothing to get really crazy at. I think Double or Nothing did close to a hundred thousand altogether. Uh, which right there at uh, I think Double or Nothing yet again was fifty dollars. That's five million dollars. Then this pay per view, if it did fifty thousand, that's two and a half million dollars worth of pay per view streaming revenue. And obviously, with 1.5, roughly 1.5 million subscribers at $10 a pop, WWE is doing $15 million per month. But for a fledgling company to get somewhere between five to $10 million, give or take, in that neighborhood on their first two pay per views, uh, that's showing some staying power early on, right? True, true. Um, and, and I'll really be interested to see um, if Full Gear can maybe, well, like I said, with the built-in addition of television, if if they'll really be able to uh, to bump those numbers up. Um, I think if if they aren't able to get even more pay-per-view buys with full gear with what I would consider three huge matches Pac and Hangman Moxley and Omega and uh, Jericho and Cody if they aren't able to substantially increase the pay-per-view buys with four weeks four plus weeks or so of television then I don't want to say they would panic but that would obviously be a disappointment true true coming I mean getting that that TV build behind it too should definitely be an increase if, if not then yeah gotta up, up the game I guess up the numbers <laughs> yeah um but uh some some solid stuff really really great stuff to be looking forward to um shifting gears a little bit kind of still sticking with the Wednesday Night Wars apparently we're getting NXT on USA on September 18th Kinda. <laughs> I'm not sure if you've heard about this, but apparently due to Suits, the, the series finale of Suits, there's going to be like, the, the, the first two episodes are going to be split. Um, we'll get the first hour on USA for NXT. Then obviously there's going to be a episode of Suits. And then the... Hour two can be caught on the WWE network. I think that's kind of strange. Perhaps they perhaps they should have just waited to launch on October 2nd. Maybe they wanted to get the early jump and then USA was like, hey, wait, wait, we got this series finale. <laughs> we, we gotta make sure you get it. It's yeah. Well, so, so, so what you're telling me is suits is kind of like the uh, US Open and the Westminster Kennel Club dog show of the Wednesday Night Wars. It, it, it appears that way. It appears that way. <laughs> so we're not officially going to get two hours live of NXT on USA, I guess, until October 2nd is, is what I'm understanding. Wow. Wow, that's kind of a... It almost seems booked. <laughs> that, it, it's kind of a kick in the pants to WWE because you know they wanted to get that jump. My other question to, to you is... The debut episode 
of AEW. Uh, it's going to be the MCI Center. It's going to it's going to look like a Monday Night Raw or or a SmackDown. It's going to have 14,000 fans. It's sold out, and I think that the, the next two episodes also uh, are, are going to you know be legit uh, seven to ten thousand seat arenas. How soon do you think it is before Vince or Triple H attempts to take NXT on the road? Because if you're flipping through, and on most cable or satellite or or any channel format, TNT and USA are fairly close together. You flip through, you see NXT. All right, it kind of looks uh, minor league, even though it's well-lit, small arena. You flip through a couple channels over, you see AEW in a bigger arena. Okay, this looks legit. What is this? So so how soon do you think it is before they try to take NXT on the road? Uh, I think it'll be quick. Uh, Will actually brought something similar to this about this topic uh, the other day, saying that um, that where NXT is like recorded, like they do like what, what a month's worth of TV at mm-hmm. a time in front of the same crowd each month yeah. now. So this crowd's going to have to be either, I guess they're going to do it live. They're going to have to be showing up every week. And uh, as he was pointing out, you know, it's the same crowd every week. And, and it's kind of reminiscent of the uh, TNT, TNA uh, Impact Zone. Right. With the sa- same bunch each week and everything. And they had to, uh, and that, of course, then they started going out. So uh, I, I don't think it'll be long before they do. But then again, the problem with that is I think a lot of the appeal, in a sense, is the uh, the different setting, the different look, the um, more intimate setting, I yeah. guess, for the weekly show, you know? It seems kind of reined in a little bit, and, and I enjoyed that when I watched NXT. Yeah, and and I agree, but I, I definitely think if, if you have... I, I just think the look... I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it's going to be very long before we see... I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it until Survivor Series or shortly thereafter, if that long, um, for them to actually try to take it. And, and they may try to promote it as a. So they'll, they'll try to promote it some way, like a NXT special coming live from uh, Boston. I don't know, so some big arena, and they'll and they'll, they'll hype it up, but. Yeah, I'm not sure if it will transition the way that the NXT takeovers do. Because the NXT takeovers, you have five to six matches. It's action-packed, but obviously this is a little bit different. And I wonder how long it'll be before it starts to feel more like a Raw or a SmackDown. So the t- time will tell. Time will tell. Um other news this week, and we could probably tie NXT in with this, uh, is um, supposedly there's rumors of another draft, um, <laughs> which does not surprise me with with everything fixing to uh, get cemented into place with SmackDown being on Fox, obviously NXT, and then Raw. Uh yeah, it doesn't surprise me in the least. So, 
so what say you on this that uh what, what kind of changes what what kind of changes do you think we're going to see um as far as uh superstars making switches uh well i, I i've heard a little bit about this and uh I don't know. I'm kind of wondering, are they going to start kind of pushing SmackDown more as a flagship show with it being a, it's on Fox. It's, it's the new hyped up deal and everything. Are they going to kind of push most or more, maybe not most, but more of their star power over to SmackDown and kind of make it the, uh, the focal point possibly. I've seen, uh, like an advertisement in, of course, three of the four superstars that showed were already SmackDown, but then like Becky's shown on there as well. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, is she coming over or, they're taking most of the big names, and maybe Raw's going to have to just live off its name alone. Or... That that's very possible. Um, it it I could see them tinkering with that early on and seeing what happens because uh, it, it's going to be crucial for for SmackDown to uh, to draw some good ratings. I mean, it's being hopped up as uh, you know, like. Um, SmackDown on Friday, college football on Saturday, NFL on Sunday, uh, a action-packed weekend on Fox. Um, so they're going to have to draw. Obviously, they're not going to draw as much as um, they're 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 not going to draw as much as the NFL or college football. But um, they they still want some respectable numbers. So I, I could certainly see that happening. Um, do we see? You know, Roman, Roman's got to stay. I, I could see, uh, I could see Brock going over. Yeah. Um, who gets who gets called back to NXT? Do you think? Hmm. Now that's iffy. Um, I honestly, the uh, the War Raiders would definitely go back. Yeah. The uh, Viking Raiders, whatever. Uh, they definitely will go back, in my opinion, because they've not really done enough with them to, you know, to establish them on, on, kick them back over, give them a little bit longer there. And um, I don't know. That's a good question. We've got got a strong undercard that we'll probably have to pick from to give them, give a little more star power to NXT. Yeah, I, I uh, th- that that team right there was one of the first that popped in my head. Um, I, I'm honestly not sure, but I, I definitely could see some some superstars going to NXT. Um, and supposedly there is a a big push to establish some new stars. That's why we've been seeing uh, Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, uh, a couple of those guys, Buddy Murphy, uh, kind of getting getting some shine. Um. Supposedly, Vince wants some outside-the-box ideas this week. I don't know what's going on. Uh, there, there's a lot of changes, but um, I guess with all that being said, we could take a look back at this this past week. A um, couple decent shows. Uh, we'll uh, kick off with Raw. Kind of a strange opening segment with uh, the contract signing and then... Uh, the OC coming out. This was all obviously done to set up uh, Rollins, Strowman for the next week with Austin moderating. I'm fine with that. We, I think I mentioned a few, uh, 
few weeks ago. We don't get Austin enough <clears throat> on TV, so I'm sure he'll make it entertaining. Um, got another tag match. Uh, it was it was what it was. Nothing stupendous, but uh, a good good solid bout. Um, then then we get more of uh, Ziggler and Rude against Hawkins and Ryder. Um, and I, I need a little TV time there. They they do they do. Uh, I would perhaps like an explanation uh, of why Rude and Ziggler are teaming. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what's going on there, um, but uh, I, I like it. Maybe just a simple explanation would be would be okay. Uh, Lacey Evans and Natalia, uh, okay. It, it, it was what it was. Uh, then, uh, then we got what I thought was a pretty solid segment. Uh, with Becky and uh, Sasha and something yep. interesting about this I wanted to get your thoughts on I read that for three promos in particular this week they went with the old school bullet point style uh, Sasha Rey Mysterio and Bailey, which are three somewhat odd choices but uh Looking back, I I thought this was uh, a pretty a pretty good uh, promo by Sasha, and if it was bullet points, then then she done then she done really well. Uh, what what did you think of this segment? That's pretty good. I, I hadn't heard about the bullet point thing though, so that's kind of interesting. Um. um. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, I, I didn't know about it until after the fact. So, if, if that's the case, then kudos to, to Sasha for, for, you know, doing well because I couldn't tell. Uh, I, I hope they start doing that more. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure a scripted promo has its place. I mean, sometimes, you know, people aren't aren't that uh, great on the mic or aren't that articulate or something. So maybe they, they could use the extra help, but, uh, but then again, you know, uh, it's live pal as JR told, told Sid, you know, so they got to be ready for yeah, anything. Yeah, so. That's true. <laughs> um, next up we had just an awesome match, uh, with, uh, Cedric Alexander and Baron Corbin. um, Really good stuff here. I thought uh, the story they told with Cedric Alexander getting attacked earlier uh, by the OC and still having the, the uh, testicular fortitude or intestinal fortitude, whatever it was, uh, <laughs> to, as, as Foley said, uh, to uh, to come out and um, have this type of performance against uh, Corbin. Uh, I, I thought this was fun. Corbin looked like a million bucks. Uh, what uh, what did you think of this match? Pretty good match. Um, like, like you said, the uh, the Cedric getting beat down storyline, you know, tells a good story. Um, 
Corbin gets the win. King Corbin, it's going to happen. I'm, I'm still calling it. Um, but uh, it was a pretty good segment. Uh, and I think, I don't know exactly, I don't think it was called until after the show, but uh, Cedric's going on to wrestle AJ next week. So he gets a good deal out of it too. Yeah, I, uh, and King Corbin does does have a nice ring to it and I'm starting to maybe agree a little bit more that uh, that we might be getting getting that uh, but something interesting supposedly Vince is being talked down and basically saying like hey look let's let's ease up on pushing Baron Corbin because he can't put butts in seats, um, so maybe that's going to change uh, change some people's minds, mainly Vince's. And supposedly Heyman is super high on Ricochet. Uh, they had a uh, pretty darn phenomenal match that ended up in a draw. Uh, what What did you think of this finish? Uh, well, the double pin's kind of confusing, and the ref. Uh, what was it? Uh, further inspection, and he goes to the back. I've never seen that before in wrestling, so that I was kind of, kind of confused on that one. Um, I, I don't know. I leading to a triple threat next week. I, I don't know. It's kind of confusing to me. I, I would rather just seen a decisive victory and go straight into the one on one. But possibly, if if my Corbin prediction comes true, I'm thinking Joe and Ricochet is going to kind of maybe feud out of this a little bit more. I know we've already seen them a little bit together a few months ago, but we can get a little more miles out of Yeah. There. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, and obviously this set up a triple threat match. Um, and I, I think that that could be really fun. Um, and, you know, depending on how they want to what, what direction they want to take. Uh, they, they could give Ricochet a rub here and let him shine without winning. Um, but uh, we shall see. Uh, so that the winner of that obviously goes to the finals. And then we got uh, everyone's favorite Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> um, very interesting addition of Firefly Funhouse. Because, well, the rumors are true. It appears we're gonna just go straight for a um, a title push for Bray slash the Fiend. What uh, What did you think of this segment? What do you think of the decision to go ahead and push this this entity to uh, the top of the card like this? I, I've got some mixed feelings about it, but what say you? Well, I, I like Bray getting into the title picture into the top of the card but I mean this this gimmick this character it's all kind of new so I eh I guess it's uh, we'll wait and see how it plays out but I'm, I'm kind of thinking maybe it's a little early you know he's only had like one one well actually one one match it was the uh, one feud with um, Ben Baller, and then just the rest has been just a little pop up attacks so um, eh, I'd like to see a little more of him before we go straight to the title picture so there, there was a couple interesting things that I, I took from this segment um, he had the, the, the Vince puppet there um, and 
you know, the, uh, he just stuffed money in the Vince puppet mouth and, and made him go away. So that was kind of kind of fun. Um, yeah, the Vince was like complaining, and he was like, "Look what I've got! Look what I made!" Yeah, that was and uh, you know the fact that he mentions that uh, in another life they took something very dear to. Uh, from him I, I, I'm not sure where that's going perhaps the Wyatt family maybe that was a wink and a nod because the shield had a little brief run in with the the Wyatt family and obviously Braun used to be a member of the Wyatt family I, I'm not sure that was kind of a little interesting um, so so I'm, I'm curious where that goes but I'm I've got mixed feelings like yourself. I, I'm not sure if it's the right time for, uh, not sure if it's the right time for this, but, uh, but we shall see. Uh, strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, in, if, if they put the title on him, he, I guess here's my problem with it. If they put the title on him and they've gone out of their way to make him this strong, well, then you got to beat him eventually. Now, I know even Undertaker eventually kind of lost that mystique of being unbeatable and even Lesnar more recently. But I just don't like the idea of putting a title on him this early and obviously unless he has like a year long reign or something like that, you're going to have to beat him eventually. And obviously the, pe- the person who beats him is going to be made, but that that's my big problem is it kind of humanizes the character of it too much. True, true. Um, uh, we had the, uh, the interview from Ray, uh, short, sweet and to the point, uh, more, more stuff. Um, he's going to continue his uh, his passion. He's not done. He's going to do it for his uh, son Dominic. And apparently, he's uh, facing one of the Lucha House Party this week. Uh, Grand, Grand Metallic or Metallic. I'm, I'm butchering that all all the pieces, but uh, it should be a fun match. Um, Cesaro versus the Miz. Little. Little quick win for the Miz, kind of, kind of painful to, uh, in my opinion, to watch after watching how awesome Cesaro was on uh, the NXT UK Takeover. Um, which, by the way, if you've not watched Tyler Bate and Walter, just. Goodness gracious, what a match. Tear the house down. They did. They they beat the hell out of each other, and it was just awesome. Um, nice. Yeah, it's uh, re- really good stuff. Um, Walter supposedly wants to kind of just stay in NXT UK. Uh, he, uh, I, th- I think... Something with a re- he's, he's got a wrestling school over there, and uh, 
just kind of wants to stick over there in uh, in Europe and United Kingdom. So, I mean, it's a good gig for him. But, man, I wish he would just come over to either NXT or even the, the main, main roster. He's he's something else. He's believable. Like, give me a match with him and Lesnar. Just two, just a big hoss fight. That's, oh, that's got money. And, and I'm not usually one for big hoss fights, but when they're done right, oh, they're great. Um, we, we end the show uh, on Raw with... I don't know. This this is kind of wacky. Kind of, I guess we got heel Bailey. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It. Um, I'm interested in see where it goes. Uh, she's one that she's, uh, she's always been the squeaky clean good guy. So it's kind of cool to see she's got this door open for her to see where she can go creatively. So I'm kind of interested to see where this goes. Yeah, and. You know, I I, I kind of I do like that they're not just with uh, with with Sasha and Bailey who were tag team partners, and Sasha took her ball and went home. Well, you know they're they're still like, eh, well we're we're still friends. Well, Sasha's bad. I'm going to be bad too. So, um. <laughs> And this leads us right into SmackDown. So we're continuing the uh, the Charlotte's and Bailey feud. So, so like you text me, I mean, I guess it is Charlotte a face now? Like I'm not. <laughs> I guess we're supposed to supposed to cheer her now <laughs> because we're moving Bailey. But here's the ki- here's cool. the kicker: the fans cheered. <laughs> <laughs> the fans cheered on Monday and Tuesday, and Bailey didn't really cut a heel promo. So, are we true, really just, true. you know, entering some super shades of gray, or it's kind of like, you know what, cheer for who you want? Um, true, true. I, it was uh, it wasn't a bad segment uh, at all, um, but. I'm glad, I am glad that they just decided to really sink their teeth into the four horsewomen. You've got uh, both titles surrounding this. I think that's the smartest decision right there. It's been a long time coming. Just run with that. I think you're good. Uh, You got a lot of miles in interchangeable with all four of these women uh, to at least Survivor Series possibly even rumble um maybe so so some good stuff i'm i'm not complaining about the uh the performers or what i'm sure will be some solid matches but just a bit confusing on who's who and what's what so hopefully yeah maybe we'll flesh it out in the coming weeks so it's actually kind of cool if you think about it last week when they were on moment of bliss bailey just kind of pushed charlotte out of her chair And that's kind of a heelish move. So maybe, you know, maybe she was already being heel Bailey back then. I don't know. Perhaps. Um, I think the buildup could have been a little more like, um, you know, we could have got a few weeks of, you know, Sasha and Bailey kind of interacting backstage and Bailey kind of being like, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know, and 
and then have her turn. That would have been kind of a little added drama to it, I guess. But having Bailey kind of torn, yeah, before she turns. But I don't know. Um, we've got uh, another solid King of the Ring match with uh, Ali and Elias. Um, Elias wins. He's in the semifinals. Good match. I, I can't state enough how the vast majority of these King of the Ring matches have been just darn solid TV matches. I mean, that, that's yep. been the shining spot of this entire tournament. So, kudos to everybody involved with that. Um, a little bit surprised that Elias won, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, we get uh, yeah. go go ahead. Yeah, that that kind of threw me for a curveball. Um, I, I thought Ali was definitely going over in this one. Yeah, um, I, I would have uh, pegged that uh, Ali and uh, Andrade would have been in the semifinals, but uh, that seemingly not to be. We'll touch on that. KO kind of let me down. KO, <laughs> I think, let a lot of people down, and uh, <laughs> he he's he's lost some momentum. Um, I, I I thought surely you know he was going to cost the last the match, and you know, or at least be a distraction, and Ali would get yeah. the win. And, but no, no, alas, it did not happen. Uh, we also got uh, Alistair Black. Um, tired of sitting in the room. He's going to go out there and go to the ring and see somebody made it <laughs> fight him. So kudos to him. I, I want I want something meaningful for Aleister Black. I, I, all right, we get it. He wants somebody to fight him. He's not afraid to fight. He's a great performer in the ring. Him and Cesaro had a phenomenal match. Um, I love the Black Mask. Probably my favorite finisher today. It, it's... One of those, I love a finisher that can be hit out of, you know, just out of the blue. Sweet Chin Music. It, it yeah. is the 2019 version of the Sweet Chin Music. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, I, I want I want a meaningful feud. Give me Aleister Black and Shinsuke. Do we need, do we need Shinsuke and The Miz? What, what's wrong? You know, Aleister Black just beat Sami Zayn. There, there's true, a true. story there, but... Be that as it may, um, hopefully we get something. Hopefully we get something uh, more from uh, Alistair in the coming weeks. Uh, another tag team match: uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville. Uh, Mandy and Sonia pick up the win. I got, uh, I got a, a good chuckle out of uh, Mandy taunting Nikki Cross and. Uh, saying uh, you'll never look like me, Nikki, and then Alexa's like, "No one wants to look like you, Mandy." I just, <laughs> I, I'm all for full blown face Alexa because she can still be snarky, but kind of play the, the the underdog a bit more. So I, I'm digging this. Sure. I, I'm digging Alexa and Nikki. And I'm sure this is probably going to lead to the title match. Maybe, yeah. So, yeah. so, um, so. We get uh, we get Randy and Kofi and uh, the revival, and 
they hit Kofi with a 3D, uh, or excuse me, a uh, Super RKO, as it was called. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> 3D. Yeah. I, I'm digging or- Orton with the revival, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm wishing, wishing they were kind of. You know, kind of, I guess, more in the title picture a bit. Uh, I know they've kind of been sort of fighting with uh, the New Day, but I don't. I'm, I'm guessing we're going to get a, a tag team title match at uh, at Clash of Champions, but I'm not sure if that's been formally <clears throat> formally announced or not. So. Yeah, yeah, I've not heard anything from it, but I'm, I'm sure it's going to lead toward that. Uh, Chad and I, are, they're showing up more on SmackDown now than Raw. Did they? Yeah, shifted. Or? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. And you know, that's like we had Bailey on Raw, and we're gonna have Bailey on Raw again. So yet again, that's why a draft. I'm all for a draft. Let's keep these people where they're <laughs> supposed to be, and it's either draft them and put them where they're supposed to be, or do away with the draft and basically do what you're doing now, but. Yeah, it's it's a bit confusing, so I'm hoping they straighten that out. Um, Chad Gable and Andrade, uh, so so we're kind of making fun of Chad Gable's height. Uh, not sure how I feel about that. I mean, I guess I guess it's an easy thing. I get why they're doing it. To me, it would be easier to you know kind of take. Uh, Instead of picking the low-hanging fruit, uh, no, no pun intended there, but <laughs> instead of doing that, uh, you, you could even point to the fact that he's only had success in NXT, been a tag team wrestler. This is uncharted territory. Um, but either way, he's in the semifinals against Elias. So we have... We have um, Chad Gable and Elias on one side waiting to get to the finals. Triple threat, Ricochet, Samoa Joe, and Baron Corbin. So who who have we got? Have we got Gable and Corbin in the finals? That's what I'm thinking. I, I think it's going to kind of push with Gable going over uh, Shelton last week and then Andrade this week and then He'll go over Elias this this coming week, and they'll kind of be like, you know, this, you know, he's going to do it. He's he's this underdog, but he's going to do it. And then Corbin's going to just, you know, pull the rug out from under him, and you know, all hell keep yeah. Corbin. So that's what I'm expecting. Um, I won't I won't disagree with that. Um, I I think you can make a case for everyone except Elias. Uh, you can make a case for Ricochet. If I'm not mistaken, I think he had a king. There, there, there has been a king ricochet. I, I'm wanting to say, our, our buddy Will could probably listen to this and be like, yeah, yeah, and, and I think it was in Japan. I'm not sure. Uh, we got to get him on the show one of these days, though. Um, yeah, we do. I think uh, I think his Twitter handle is King Ricochet, so I do, I do think it, he was referred to as a, at some point, but I don't know where or when or... We'll we'll make it happen, but uh, <laughs> but no, um, 
you, you can make a case for four four out of five guys left. I think Elias is the odd man out, even though he could he could legitimately make the finals against uh, against the Ricochet. I could see Joe doing wonders with it. Um, I, I could see Corbin really soaking it in. I could see Ricochet uh, face King of the Rings are always kind of odd. Um, I think it, it, it is a bit better suited to a heel. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I I, I think it's going to be fun stuff. Um, next up, we had Aleister Black and uh, Shelton Benjamin, quick and easy. Um, and more 24-7 shenanigans. Shinsuke beat a jobber um more 24 7 shenanigans and then we get more of this uh just wildly confusing kind of crazy daniel bryan roman reigns storyline that yeah i I, I don't know (laughs) i i really don't want to try not to be negative (laughs) but Yeah, this this is the disclaimer part of the show. To to all the ones that do complain about stuff and complain about the show being, you know, ah, WWE's horrible. This is the segment that I will allow. Yeah. (laughs) Any other time, don't be negative. But this is a little because it's there's no clear path of what they're trying to do here, (laughs) which sometimes is good because you know, in storytelling that we don't know what's happening next, but we don't even know what's happening next. Yeah. Like (laughs) so, why was Rowan trying to? To like that's never been explained, and it, it was never fully explained why he was trying to crush Roman Reigns or run him over with a car. And we had a, a a guy who looked like Rowan, but it really wasn't Rowan. And we see Rowan in a grainy video, and Brian yeah. swept down. He had nothing to do with it, and it's just uh it. Is this going to be a long, grown-up feud just for Brian to reveal that, yeah, I did have something to do with it? Is that kind of what this is going to be? It's got to be. Like, the end result, here's the thing, though. The one shining light in my eyes, the the, the tiny glimmer of hope, is when uh, Brian and Reigns finally lock up at the ring. It's going to be a solid match. There's not going to be a darn thing wrong with that match. Both of them are just awesome in the ring. But... Getting there's a yeah. little so <laughs> little bumpy. Th- this is not one of the things that I would show someone new to wrestling a- as a prime example of why I love this stuff. <laughs> this, no, uh, no. but I'm hoping they get the kinks worked out. I'm hoping we just get there and, and, and move on. Um, but uh, Yeah, so some some decent stuff this week. Um, we got uh, Madison Square Garden coming up this Monday and Tuesday. I and uh, these are uh, these are go home shows for uh, for the pay per view. The pay per view is next weekend, right? I think is it. I thought we had. Yeah, I guess it is though. Isn't it? For some reason I was thinking we had a uh, two week, two more weeks build, but no, I think. I think this is going um, to be the paper. I, I think so. Yeah, September fifteenth. It. I, um, 
it, I know I was kind of thinking that too, but then uh, I, I guess what triggered that was we had the semifinals for uh, King of the Ring this week, and I knew that was taking place at Clash of Champion. But uh, I expect this week, um, hopefully, some good stuff. Uh, they're in the garden, first time in a while. We got Austin on Monday, Taker on Tuesday. See, something to me that would have made a little more sense rather than throwing Bray right in the uh, title picture would why not attack the Undertaker? He's been attacking legends. True. Now that True. would have obviously you would have had to go somewhere with that. And, you know, there would have been a match, but that could have sent some some shockwaves and been some good stuff. But um any anything else you want to touch on from this past week? I, I think that's about it. So, do we have anything on uh, this day in wrestling history? Oh, uh, not much for today. Apparently, it's not a big wrestling day. Um, I've got uh, one one event. Uh, we had a episode of Monday Night Raw uh, in 2014 on uh, September 8, 2014, and it was uh, Chris Jericho and Bray Wyatt in the steel cage. Okay, I remember that being good. Uh, I think Jericho come off the top of the cage and. Pretty good match there. Uh, that, I believe they re- had wrestled at SummerSlam that year, I think, and it bled on them. The, they did the uh, cage match on Raw to end it. And, and then we got a few birthdays. Um, it's uh, Raven's birthday. So that's cool. Love Raven. Yeah. And uh, ironically, it, it is also Scotty Flamingo and Johnny Polo's birthday. I've always thought they all looked the same. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. separated at birth there, maybe. I, I don't know. So. <laughs> but that's, that's about it for today. Uh, let's see something I want to mention, and, and I actually just looked up the uh, the date. Uh, it, one of the all time, one of my all time favorites, WCW moments. It was kind of random at the time, but uh, let's see if we do the show next Sunday. It will be one day after the fact. It was um. Uh, the the reunion of the Four Horsemen on uh, 9-14-1998. Um, so th- that's, uh, I encourage anybody out there who's never seen what I'm referring to, to, to just go back and watch that segment. Um, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, Flair, you know, gets he, he's obviously been in the news this week uh, but uh, Flair was just on fire in this segment Arn Anderson just tremendous everybody's in suits it was a special moment um, I just wanted to bring that up well it wasn't this day in wrestling history I know we technically will miss it by a day next week and, and speaking of Flair like I said he's been in the news he's wanting to trademark the man <laughs> because <laughs> he is the man. So, obviously, that's causing some conflict with uh, WWE and uh, the current man, Becky Lynch. And, I, uh, yeah. Flyer and Becky, both to book it for Mania. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. A- a- and then we, uh, we have that, and now uh, Flair signed an endorsement deal with Adidas. So, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> but... Uh, it- 
Is he gonna start wearing Adidas track suits or something? Or you know, are they gonna start making get an Adidas track suit robe? I don't. Yeah, none of it. Uh, so yeah, Fl- Flair's keeping himself in the news. He's probably getting some money, good money from Adidas. I'm, I'm sure we're gonna see a commercial. I'm glad the man's healthy. Uh, boy. He uh, obviously had the health scare last year. He's healthy and uh, seems to be doing well. Um, kind of odd that all the stuff going on. <laughs> True. But uh, True. the nature boy is the nature boy. He's he's going to do what he wants. So yep. um, you had an idea for the next batch of classic content. And I think I had an idea for the batch after that. So I'll let you go first. Uh, and I, I thought this was a good idea um, considering what we're getting next Sunday. Yeah. So I'll let you kick it off. Well, at the Clash of Champions, we've got uh, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman wrestling for the Universal title. And the interesting fact is they're tag team champions. Of course, by the time the match goes around, but uh, as of right now, it's tag team champions booked to wrestle each other's pay per view, and I thought it'd be kind of cool to go back and take a look at uh, instances where tag team champions have uh, wrestled before or clashed before. You know, since it's clash champions, <laughs> um, uh, I thought uh, I, there's two that popped in my head. There might be more, and if we think of any more, you know, we can always look them up too. Um, but we've got Shawn Michaels and uh, Steve Austin from King of the Ring '97. Uh, again, going back to '97, so you know that's awesome. Uh, and then we've got Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio from uh, WrestleMania 21, I believe it was. I, I don't really remember the lead up to that one. I'll have to go back a little further and look, see what kind of led to that one. I, I, to the best of my knowledge, I think it was just kind of a, uh, you know what you're getting with these two guys. It's going to be awesome. Here you go. Um, I, I'm sure there was more to it than that. but uh, And then... Obviously, the next show we'll do um, will be on the 22nd of September. Um, but that might be altered uh, with uh, my wife and I purchasing a house. We, we might be doing some moving that day. So, yet again, cards subject to change. But something... Uh, that I want to do, and I know we mentioned it a few weeks ago, we're coming up on the 13-year anniversary of Unforgiven 06. One of the best non-Big Four shows, in my opinion, they've ever done. Um, You had a Hell in a Cell tag team match with uh, Vince, Shane, and Big Show versus DX. Edge versus Cena in a TLC. Uh, Trish's last match at the time. Uh, and, uh, against against Lita, um, th- those are the big three things that stand out from that show. But uh, I'd like to just go back and watch that show and review it because we uh, we actually what you and I actually watched that show together. It was uh, terrific stuff, and um, I think I think that would be a good one to actually go back and watch and kind of kind of review that to see what we may have forgotten about because as we've already seen going back and watching some of these matches that we've not seen in a while, our memory 
perhaps doesn't always serve us the best. <laughs> true, so, true. Uh, but it, it, it's fun going back and watching this stuff because uh, it still holds up. So that's the slate for the next two weeks. Um, do we have anything else? Um, no, I think that's it. <laughs> I, I think that I think that covers everything. Um, so, so I guess uh, we we kind of crammed everything in this week and. Hopefully we can keep it going. Uh, but as I said, it, it's looking to be a busy next couple of weeks. But uh, have no fear. We we will proceed forward. Um, but um, I guess if that's all we got. Then uh, catch everybody next week. Stay positive, guys.